Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out, except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if we think for ourselves and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode number 27. Is everything you? Among the living, you will find the dying. We walk in the shadow of death almost from the moment of birth. That humanity is willing to struggle and fight to achieve great things, or for that matter, achieve anything at all, is absurd. Life and death embrace each other just as an umbrella embraces the rain. If death is impossible without life, then life is only possible with death. Like an electron and a picture of an electron, life and death are entangled. Not only are you born to die, but you exist only to be forgotten. Time brings many changes and you will not be remembered. No matter how much good you accomplish in the world, no matter how many lives you save, no matter how many bridges you cross, no matter how many walls you tear down, no matter how many mountains you climb, you will not be remembered. Time is merciless. It has no pity. You will be as forgotten as Elvis. When you leave this life, the universe won't even blink. Death makes a fool of all of the people all of the time. No psychologist or psychiatrist ever had a patient over 40 whose biggest crisis is not facing his own mortality and accepting his own insignificance. It may shake your sanity, but this crisis must be faced and resolved. The next breath is promised to no one. What then is a rational and compassionate being like you supposed to do with the time, freedom, and attention 
you may have left. Most people choose to ignore this crisis and to behave as if they will live forever. But how many actually do? You live with a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of being an orphan at the dark end of the street, a feeling that the world's greatest termite is living inside you. That feeling is your fear of the present, your fear that the now is the only true reality and you have no future. This is it. This is all there is. There is nothing more. Your life and death are like a priest and a prostitute that meet on the street at the corner of, are you too good for me? And am I too good for you? Wealth, fame, power, prestige, no amount of worldly success can fill your emptiness. Big title, fancy office, fat paycheck, nothing can spark a desire in you to go on living. You have lived with your back to the present and your face to the future. Now you must face the present with your back to the future. And now your spirit is filled with fear and trembling. For the first time in your life, you must contemplate a shortage of your own future, a shortage that reflects not just your inevitable fate, but the inevitable insignificance of your life, your death and your dreams. Nothing matters. It just doesn't matter. So how does it feel to discover that you have been swimming in an aquarium that you thought was the real ocean. Most people think that what is in their head must be true, or it wouldn't be there in the first place. If an automobile never leaves its garage, it will be safe. But that's not what an automobile is for. If you never doubt or question what is in your own mind? It will be safe, but that's not what the human mind is for. Hit yourself on the head with a book. Do you hear a soft, hollow sound? Most people think it is the book that is empty. Most people are born, live, and perish without ever producing an original thought. Most people prefer to follow the crowd and fall off a cliff than to leave the herd and choose a different path. To think for yourself is risky and dangerous. On your own, your mind is easy prey for doubts and uncertainties. Doubts are everywhere and uncertainty needs constant feeding. But if there is no doubt and no uncertainty, then there can be no faith. Faith in yourself. 
Human beings are woven intimately into the fabric of the universe. Birds do not sing for our pleasure, but because that's just what birds do. The sun does not radiate light so we can see where we're going. Our eyes have evolved to be sensitive to the sun. The sun is not fine-tuned for our eyes. Our eyes are fine-tuned for the sun. The universe is not fine-tuned for the existence of human beings. We are fine-tuned for the universe. Our every choice, thought, and behavior is recorded in the particles and forces surrounding us and within us. Our ideas, emotions, and actions, our past decisions, present movements, and future destiny, all are written indelibly in the particles and forces that make up the universe, never to be effaced. There is no escaping the forces that created us and the particles that act on us, in us, and around us. We are one with the universe. You are everything. What do you see when you look at yourself in a mirror? You see your awareness of yourself. You experience the conscious awareness behind your eyes and in your mind. Are you even conscious? Do you even think? You can doubt your own consciousness. You can doubt that you can think, but you cannot doubt that you doubt, said Descartes. But you cannot see or experience what any other person in the world, like you, really is conscious. You are indeed the only consciousness you are aware of, the only consciousness you can be certain of. Every other person may be an illusion existing only in your imagination. You can never be sure about everyone else. You can be certain only that you and you alone exist, that you are real and here. You think, therefore, you are. But you can never know whether any other person thinks and therefore is. You are the only conscious mind in the universe that you can be sure of. This truth may make you feel uncomfortable, but it is not disprovable. It cannot be proven false, but it is in your power to decide whether or not that makes it true. It's up to you and you alone to decide. The Buddha wandered in India 
after achieving enlightenment and happened to meet several men who recognized him to be an extraordinary person. Are you a god? No, Buddha replied. Are you a wizard? No, he replied. Are you a man? No. They were confused. So what are you? Buddha replied simply, I am awake. One day, you woke up and realized that you are Jane Doe or John Doe, and you just showed up. One day, you woke up and realized what it means to be other people. And other people just showed up. One day you woke up and realized what an umbrella is. And umbrellas just showed up. One day you woke up and realized what the planet Earth is. And the Earth just showed up. One day you woke up and realized what the universe is. And the universe just showed up. You just showed up. Everything just showed up. If there was no rain, there would be no umbrellas. If there was no one to see, there would be nothing to look at. If there was no one to think, there would be nothing to think about. Everything was nothing. But in you, through you, because of you, it became something. You create everything in the moment that you become aware of what you think it means. You live through the world and the world lives through you. You will always be alone, but you will never be lonely because it's your world. Everyone else is irrelevant. Everything is about you. Nothing else exists but you. Science reveals what is true within your illusion. Science reveals what is true, whether or not reality is subjective or objective. Science may assume the latter, but is the human mind even capable of being objective? It's irrelevant. You can prove that you are conscious and you exist, but there is no such thing as an existing detecting machine. So there is no way to know for a fact about anyone or anything else. Are you conscious? You know that you are. You can prove to yourself that you are. Just look in a mirror and think about thinking. Do you ever wonder, am I the only one who feels the way I do? Yes, 
you are the only one. You are the only person in the universe. If you are not experiencing something using your five senses, how do you know that it exists? Where is your husband? You may think he is in the next room watching sports on TV, but how can you be sure? Is the moon real when you're not looking at it? There is no way you can know for a fact that the moon is real when you are not experiencing it. There is no way you can know for a fact that I am real when you are not aware of me. You can't prove that I exist when you are not looking at me. For all practical purposes, you are God. You are your own supreme being. You have created everything that you experience. Would you even know if you are, in fact, God? Why would you think you would know that you are God? God doesn't know that God is God. God knows just that he is what he is and that he does what he does. Did your child know that she is a child before you told her? How old are you? Compared to a flower, you are very old, but compared to a mountain, you are just being born. Did you know that you were a child before your mother told you? You are an eternal being. Why would you think you would know that you are eternal? An eternal being doesn't know that it is an eternal being. It just is. Death is not the scary monster that you have been told to believe it is. One moment you are alive and the next moment you are not alive. How does death feel? In death you simply become what you were before you were born. How did you feel before you were born? Death doesn't exist. Heaven and hell too are made up you are something bigger. You are creation. Do you ever have the feeling of previously experiencing something you think is actually being experienced for the first time? Have you ever experienced that unshakable feeling of familiarity and sameness? of having lived through the present situation before. The same circumstances, the same story, the same people, but with new faces and new names. Known in French as déjà vu, or translated literally as already seen. The feeling that one already has experienced the present 
That feeling actually is you experiencing a reality that you already created and already lived through before. A fundamental truth of reality is that only the existence of your thoughts, but not my thoughts, is known for certain. The external world of other people, things, and events is a representation of yourself and has no other independent existence. Your awareness of your awareness, your thinking of your thinking, is direct proof of the self. But the self itself is impossible to find. You can't just go looking for it. Because the thing that's doing the looking and the thing you're looking for are the same thing. There is no you. There is only your awareness, your experience of the self, but no you. There is no reality independent of your mind. Nothing has an independent existence separate from the awareness it appears within. A thing needs awareness, but awareness needs nothing. Without awareness, no thing can be. Your awareness is the only true reality. Everything else is just an image appearing within it. You can be aware only of your own awareness. No teacher, no priest, no guru, no one knows any more than you. The Buddha said, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think, we become. What we think becomes. Death is an illusion. The world is nothing more than a representation of your will. You have nothing to fear and no one to mourn. The world is within you and without you. The world needs you, but you need nothing. For without you, the world cannot be. Everything is in your power and nothing is not in your power. It's all up to you. Wittgenstein said, I am my world. You are greater than you know and greater than you can possibly imagine.
Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. Join me by subscribing to The Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions, how to live.